Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, August 26, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is game week. Finally, we have arrived. The offseason is pretty much over and we have an actual game of football to talk about. We are going to do that a ton at the end of this week. For the first couple of days here, as we finish the transition from preseason camp to uh, you know game week, getting ready for an actual football game, uh, I'm going to be bringing people in for each episode. Uh, we start with Stephen Brooks today from 247sports.com, and we're just going to uh, talk about some things we're looking for uh, as Michigan State plays its first game, expectations, what uh, we need to see to sort of have confidence in this group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that'll, it'll be a season preview, but it'll be a bit more short-sighted for the most part. I, I will ask some longer scope questions, but a lot of it is going to be you know, really previewing Michigan State for these first couple of weeks, especially this first game. What might we see? Who might break out? What position groups to watch? Uh, and, and things along that line. So it is season previewy, but it is shorter term and, and serves definitely as a, a preview of sorts for this week. So we're definitely getting you ready here for the game this Friday. That's going to be what we do here. Stephen, luckily, uh, is good at talking. If you can't hear too well, there maybe you sound maybe I uh, maybe I sound a little bit nasally. You can tell um, allergies. Killing me today, uh, had Steven on and we just went back and forth for a while and it ended up being enough for an entire episode. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you don't subscribe, I suggest it, highly suggest it. It's the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And of course, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating for the show, and I will be forever grateful for you for doing that. All right, let's uh, let's welcome in Stephen here and, and ignore the little intro that I give because I thought he'd be segments two and three, but the way it worked out, he's just, we're all three segments with Stephen. So ignore the first few words there. I wanted to edit it out, but it didn't sound good otherwise. It, it makes sense. I'm giving you the warning. It makes sense. So here is my interview disla- uh, slash discussion with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. All right, welcome back to Locked on Spartans. Happy to be joined now by Stephen Brooks from 247sports.com. You guys all know that Stephen covers Michigan State football for 27, 24-7 sports. Does a really great job there. Regular guest of the show. Uh, thanks so much for making time for us. Stephen, how you doing today? Good, man. I'm uh, not doing too bad at all. Thanks for having me on. I'm ready to get going. That, uh, the Florida-Miami game got me right in the... Uh, the perfect mood and everything, so I'm ready yeah. to go now. That was a it was a beautiful week zero because that was just a disaster of a college football <laughs> game, but it was amazing. Just so many awful great things happen. And then you followed up with Arizona and Hawaii, which a quarterback threw Cole McDonald four touchdowns, four interceptions. Khalil Tate's incredible. Like that was just like yes, time for football. Um, yeah. yeah, I know you. I know you're like me. Time. Yeah, I know you're like me. We're just a few days away from. Uh, being at the stadium with a game going on, something actual, not that, you know, camp doesn't matter, spring football, but like there's nothing compared to like when it's actually real. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I know you are too. For sure. For sure. Last year actually seems a long way away. I don't know. A lot of people, you know, say it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. It does for me. Um, it seems yeah. like 2018 was, was eons ago, which for most people listening, I'm sure is probably a good thing. But Yeah. 
keep it long in the rear view. Um, what we're going to do today is, uh, you know, just a little bit of some season long stuff, some short term stuff, just as Michigan State transitions here from, you know, preseason camp to now it's game week. They are, you know, players got a few days off back in East Lansing, a little walkthrough today, uh, and then it's preparation for Tulsa. So let's start uh, sort of broadly and with that transition, just what are your impressions of how camp went? Uh, and where this team is at as they head into the the first practice of the actual like game week season here. I guess maybe uh, what really stands out, I mean, over everything else, because look, I don't think uh, in terms of like the burning questions, we I don't think we really got a lot answered. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think there's really much clarity at running back. Uh, offensive line is still a pretty good mystery, you know. Um, and other, I guess maybe those would be it, but. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess just sort of surface level, what really stands out is just sort of the, to me, um, and I'm sure you've probably felt this too, uh, just the confidence that's sort of, uh, you know, emanating from these guys right now. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Mark Antonio's comment the other day on the last day at camp um, where he kind of just goes off script um, a little bit almost and talks about every every four-year class has gotten a ring um, except for this one. That felt like one of those very um, – classic D'Antonio sort of calculated yep. uh, messages, you know, that he, he, he does that from time to time. Um, whether, you know, you could go back to like the lane and the weeds comment, whatever that was, or, um, you know, making the video at the Rose Bowl the year before they played that. Uh, I guess it's a little bit different, but you know what I'm saying? He, he, yeah. he, he Every once in a while, he rolls out these really calculated, subtle sort of messages that give you an insight into how, um, how confident he is about his team. And, you know, the Biggie Mons cufflinks at Media Day just a few weeks ago, that was another one. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I think that just the, that feeling that everybody's really kind of locked in and um, really, you know, knows what they're capable of, I guess. And they know that last year was not that. So, um, I would say that just overall, that sort of general aura of confidence around the team right now. And hopefully, I'm not, you know, buying in too heavily there or drinking too much Kool-Aid, but that sort of is the vibe, to be quite honest. Yeah, it is. And I wrote a, a story after that that was just kind of a Kool-Aid story. Like I'm buying in on this to write this story. And it was pretty much that. Do you think, cause I, I have, I guess this internal theory, I haven't, I haven't said it at all. Do you think D'Antonio went into that session, like knowing no matter what happens, I'm getting this little thing out there. I'm saying this in front of the media about every single player since 2007, having a ring. Do you think he was 100% like I'm going into this day. I'm saying this because I think he did. Maybe it's definitely possible. Um, I mean, because he was asked about 2015, like I believe mm-hmm. when he said that, so or sort of. Yeah. It, but I don't know if you've been around him or even just you know his history. Like you could sort of see the gears turning. He he just sort of diverges onto his own path and 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 gives his little pitch or his his uh, like I said, sort of calculated message. So um, I'm sure that that was probably brought to his attention recently. I'm sure he you know, he probably said that to the team within the last day or so before he said that to the media. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't going through that day, he was going to say it, basically. But I'm sure he had it in his pocket. In terms of that specific day, I got to use it today. I don't know. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I was right in his pocket. Like, at one of these points, I'm going to put this out there because yeah. that's how good I feel. And then, you know, unprompted, he talks about um, you know, just there being a different feel about this camp, unlike any other camp he's been a part of as yeah. a head coach. Uh, you know, that was really interesting. and. That's you know that's not something he just had to say or anything. It's, but you know, and when he goes out on that limb, like you know, 
it, it usually means something. Yeah, um, and I think Brian Lewerke said that D'Antonio actually told them the the Big Ten championships that like two days before or something like that. So he may have just found out about it. Um, but yeah, he definitely shared it with the team. All right, going to take a quick, quick break here. When we get back plenty more, we really start diving into stuff with Steven after this uh, quick commercial break. Start the running backs, then jump into the uh, the offensive line. The NFL season begins next week which means Crossover Wednesday will be back. For the entire regular NFL season, you will get a special episode every Wednesday as hosts from opposing teams meet up to preview the excitement of the games happening that week. Find your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts and be sure not to miss the NFL listeners' favorite segment. Guys, if you are trying to see Michigan State this weekend or really any game this year, if you want to get to Michigan State football games now that the season is back, we're ready to return to Spartan Stadium, get our tailgate on, and enjoy the beautiful game of college football. If you want to do that and you don't know where to get tickets, well, let me tell you about Vivid Seats. They've got a new rewards loyalty program. It's pretty cool. You can attend games, you can attend concerts, you attend theater, whatever you get off of Vivid Seats, you attend games, and now they've got a loyalty program to help you earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price, look for seats in the section or row in your choice, all in the easy-to-use Vivid Seats app to make things even better. Vivid Seats, this loyalty program I've been telling you about, for the month of August, you can earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. So one more week to take advantage of that. Like I said, if you're trying to get to this game, make your ticket purchase through Vivid Seats, get loyalty credit back, and use that credit towards another purchase. Like You can't beat it. It's free money towards another ticket purchase through Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and you will be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. And of course, with Vivid Seats, every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats truly has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. And also, enter promo code KICKOFF100. It's a perfect promo code, KICKOFF100, at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That is promo code KICKOFF100 to receive a discount of up to $100 through Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. All right, welcome back to segment two of today's Locked on Spartans. Let's continue with our conversation with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. Let's talk about uh, running back first because I'm glad you said something about it. It's still a mystery right now kind of as we head into things. It seems like, you know, they wanted someone to take over in fall camp. We didn't really get any sort of reports like so-and-so's looked outstanding. I mean, there was a mention of Anthony Williams Jr. Eli Collins got a mention. Um, you know, no, no specifics really of how anything was playing out there. So like, what do you think is going to happen when Michigan State lines up against Tulsa? Do you think it's still a Connor Hayward uh, job to lose thing? Or, or I don't know, have you gained any insight of that? I, I've, I've found it tough to really parse through tea leaves to, to really learn a ton about the running back situation. It still seems pretty muddled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Hayward will get the first carry of the night. Yeah, I think he'll be the first running back on the field. But I don't really think that means anything. I don't really think it's his job uh, necessarily at this point. But he's the older guy. He's sort of the incumbent by 
you know, by default. So I'm sure he'll be out there and, and get that first carry probably. Um, but I would expect we see just about everybody against Tulsa and even moving forward. Um, and, you know, looking back, we all probably should have known, and I'm putting, you know, myself included, that this was going to be something that played out through the season. Um, mm-hmm. I asked Brad Salem about that immediate day because I was like, look, like, can we, you know, do you think this will end up going through September before you really figure out who's who and, and what your rotation looks like? And he was basically like, yeah, because <laughs> he's like, I want to see him run live. Um, you know, they got to be able to make people miss and, and get out of conflict in real situations and whatnot. So, honestly, I, I think uh, that's going to be a just sort of a turnstile position until, um, you know, maybe even the end of September, quite honestly, because I bet they're going to get Brandon Wright in there to mm-hmm. get an evaluation of him, even if I'm not sure he won't redshirt, because I'd, I'd be stunned if both true freshmen play. So. Yeah. They're gonna get get him in there, and, and we'll see what happens there, and um, see how healthy Anthony Wright is. I got a feeling he might be one of those guys that Antonio was mentioning that might not be there for game one. But anyway, I think we'll see all four of them uh, a whole bunch throughout September, basically, and then or five of them, four or five, four, five, five, yeah, all five. Five, of them. five, um, yeah, yeah. It was six, now it's five. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll see all five of them a good amount through September. Um, and sort of let them earn it on the field as they whittle this thing down. That's what I'm expecting there. Yeah, and, and Brandon Wright, you would think true freshman would get some sort of opportunity at this because of the four-game redshirt rule. Uh, yeah, and we'll see. I, I would imagine Anthony Williams, if depending on health, whenever he is fully healthy and ready to go, he'll be able to come in and do that sort of change of pace stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, on the line, who do you think – who's locked in right now? Like, is it just Allen, uh, maybe Reed? And anyone else? Uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. I would say. Jarvis yeah. and Allen, I would say, are locked in, locked in. Uh, Reed probably is, too. I don't know. We've heard, like, just very faint things about, like, Cole Chewins working at both sides. But I don't know. He, he's, a, it's, he's a weird situation right now because no one's really talking about what his deal is. But, you know, he's your most experienced guy, and he's returning, but he's, like, not running with the ones as much. or it, it's, it's a weird deal there. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, at least from uh, I'm aware, nobody's been able to really get the true story out of all that. Um, so I'd say, but yeah, Matt Allen, I would say, is locked in. Jarvis is locked in. Reed, probably, for all intents and purposes, is locked in. Um, left guard, I don't know, because we, we saw the first day Luke Campbell was repping there. Yep. And then pretty much from then on, we either did not get any team uh, viewing periods or um, we, you know, pretty much everyone across the board sort of shot down any questions about the offensive line makeup. So we haven't gotten many uh, specifics on that at all. I, would, I wouldn't be stunned, though, if it's Campbell at left guard and um, Arcuri at left tackle at all. I, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. But Tyler Higby is going to be a factor there. He might be in there at left guard. And Chewins, obviously, like I said, is there. I don't, I don't know if he'll be um, starting at left tackle in game one. But, uh, you know, like I said, there, there's guys there. So it is interesting. Um, but I think that first day – group uh, is probably what we'll see at least for the first series of game one. It's probably, it seems like the safest um, route to go with those guys right now. Yeah. And it's very possible. They do the platooning, rotating, switching guys in and out of different spots, seven, eight linemen play uh, the first couple yeah. of games to try to find the unit that works. And they, they really like to do that. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think lines work because they're cohesive units that take time to sort of figure out how to play with each other. And so that always worries me when they're platooning, but they got to figure out who the best rotation is uh, moving forward because I don't think being really good 
is an option for that line this year. I think they got to get to kind of an adequate status. They got to be like, yeah, they're all right. By the end of the year uh, is, is like a realistic ceiling to shoot for with them in terms of schematics um, on the offensive side of the ball. Like, do you have a guess of what it'll look like uh, opening night? Cause I think even if there are major changes, uh, Tulsa is still going to be kind of a more bland experiment. Like we've seen with D'Antonio teams, like just not really ready to, to open it up on the first night. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you're right on that. I don't, you know, they're not going to show everything game one and they, and they shouldn't, and they probably won't need to, um, you hope, uh, if you're Michigan state that you don't need to yeah. go deep into it. But, um, honestly, I don't think, you know, I, I, so I think that all the secrecy around it has sort of inflated people's expectations. Like, Oh my gosh, like I cannot wait to see what they got going on. Yeah. Like it's going to be some kind of, like it's going to be Chip Kelly 2009. Like, Whoa, I've never seen this before. It's not going to be that at all. I don't think, um, I think it's very much going to look like the, the Antonio offenses of the past 10 years, you know, did it change that much from Treadwell to Roshar to Roshar to Warner? No, you know, for the most part, it was all the same things. Um, and so, so look, I think there will be more spread, and they've they've worked with a ton of spread, you know, the last handful of years. Anyway, that's not really cha- uh, you know a huge change anyway. But I think you'll see more spread even than you had, and a good amount more tempo. I think there'll probably be no huddle, mm-hmm. maybe even more times than not. But I don't think you're going to see a ton of like zone read or like a ton of RPOs or anything like that. Or um, you know, it's not just going to be the air raid all of a sudden. You're still going to see two backs and two tight ends and you know it's still going to be a ball control offense this, this is my you know this is what i imagine yeah um, so yeah i don't think it's going to be any wholesale changes i think honestly as long as it's productive people will be fine but i think people uh, i think there's a segment of people out there that probably will be disappointed that it doesn't look um night and day different because i don't think it will no at the end of the day but there will be some wrinkles and some modernization like i said going up tempo um playing just with a faster pace in general and uh more shotgun or pistol based stuff probably yeah. but uh it's you know just sort of a modern freshening up of D'Antonio's offense versus a whole sort of true spread uh throw first you know Texas type of offense yeah i'm more i i'm like comfortable thinking like i think they'll run some pistol run more out of the shotgun because that's just kind of what we've seen um you know, less under center. I, there'll still be two backs, less two backs, more motion, more shifting, more tempo is kind of where I'm at. All right, we will take a break right there. When we get back, we will finish up our conversation with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. Guys, long day at work, still stuck at the office, open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked On Spartans. Let's finish up strong. Third segment with Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. What's the going into this game and then really just uh, Western and then Arizona State after that first few games here? What are the things you're really looking for? What do you want to see out of this team on both sides of the ball um, that would let you know, like, okay, there's something here. There's reason for them to be confident. Yeah, uh, offensively, I gotta see the offensive line. It's, it, that's my number one concern across the board. Yeah, um, I gotta see them get a, a sustained push, you know, in multiple games, um, or you know, or at least to the point where they're able to put together a couple, 
a couple nice 10 to 12 play touchdown drives in the first uh, few games. You know, show me that you're capable of doing that. Uh, I'm not expecting them to maul people every single possession, every play, like you said at the top. But um, they got to be competent. You know, they got to be a middle of the pack Big Ten line at least. Uh, for them to do anything. So, and if they can't do that against Tulsa and Western um, and even Arizona State, like that's going to be a problem. So, because then you go into Big Ten play and Northwestern's got a pretty good defense that you're going up against uh, yeah. right away. So, I got to see that. Um, and then, you know, you'll feel better about the running backs probably assuming the offensive line can take that step forward. Um, defensively, I think it'd be good for them to get a few turnovers early on and just sort of get that uh, – get that energy and momentum back on that side of the ball, that aggression. I mean, when you haven't gotten them, it's like uh what do I want to say? Uh, it's like a receiver that keeps dropping the ball. Like, I think mentally, like, you think it's going to keep happening. So when you're not getting the turnovers, you're just used to not getting them, I guess, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So just get a couple easy ones against these guys, hopefully, um, for their sake. And then they can sort of get in that mode and that rhythm right away. Like, yeah, we got to get the ball in our hands because as good as they were last year, and not that they, again, not that they weren't, like, not trying to get turnovers – but um, when you don't get them as often or as uh, frequently and whatnot, I think it can just um, sort of leave your mind like subconsciously a little bit. So just being aggressive in that regard and, um, you know, not, you know, if they let up one or two big runs, I guess that's fine, but you want to see them um, consistently hammering the run. You know, nobody's, nobody's just ripping off three, four or five yards at a time on them. And then, um, a little bit longer term here, longer view on the season. I guess, like, where are you, not to get, you don't have to, like, say they're going to win nine games, they're going to win eight games. What do you think are sort of, like, the big challenges for them as it relates to winning the Big Ten, competing for the Big Ten East? And where do you sort of see them fitting into the picture? Is it Ohio State, Michigan, Gap, Penn State, Michigan State kind of thing that, that we've seen with the media? Or kind of where are you at on this team as it relates to the conference? No, I, I'm really high um, on their potential. And, like, I'm, I'm cautious just because I, mean, I picked them to win 11 games last year, and we all know how that went. But yeah. <laughs> just on paper, you know, like, this group of guys, there's a lot of individual players I think very highly of. And you put that all together, you've got a pretty good-looking team. Like, um, you know, I get, like, on the outside of the bubble, a lot of people might have lost faith. But, like, you know, I think Cody White and Daryl Stewart are good receivers. I I think Joe Bocci is amazing. I, I love Raekwon Williams and Mike Panashuk. Like, just Josiah Scott, big fan of his game. Like, so, like I said, I, there's a lot, a lot of guys on the team that I really, really like. So, you put it all together, and it's like, man, they, this should be a good team. Um, I think if every game is winnable for them, but – I mean, you go, you know, Ohio State, that's going to be a, that's going to be really tough. Michigan's going to be really tough. You know, how many of those 50-50 toss-up games can you win? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think they're going to get beat down in any game or just be totally overmatched. Um, and this is assuming the offensive line can, like I said, can be the, the sixth best in the Big Ten or something, the seventh best. Because um, that's going to be tough uh, when that's your biggest weakness, and I, and I expect it still will be no matter what happens through the course of the year. Uh, that, it's going to be tough to go into those games – and not be able to sort of rely on those guys up front. But uh, I think you'll see a lot of interesting development from, from the working and, and those receivers, and maybe that can get them where they want to go. But, um, yeah, defensively, I, they, I think they can be right up there for sure. You know, they could be – they have the chance to sort of reset the standard and uh, possibly overtake 2013. I'm not really worried about that. Um, offensively, I think they can get into a an average sort of realm where, you know, they can get where they want to go based on that defense and – 
get 24 to 28 points up on the board regularly and sort of sail away from there. Um, but so yeah, I, I guess I see those biggest games. They're definitely winnable, but I, but I see a lot of them as toss-ups and like straight up 50-50 games. And you know, how many times is that coin going to land on the right side for them? So yeah. I think they could be a heck of a team, but end up with two or three or four losses. Um, potentially four probably is, is a little much um, based on what I think, but you know, they're an absolute uh, legitimate contender. I think assuming, assuming the offense can reach just, you know, capable status, middle of the pack uh, nationally. And, um, and from, you know, we've seen that formula work for them before. So uh, I want, I really am interested to see how this defense tries to put on a time core and, and, and build off of last year. Cause everyone is, you know, only talking about how good they are and whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe if they if they have some sort of down performance, I'm interested to see how they rebound and whatnot. But yeah, I think Michigan State will be in every game. Um, those bigger ones, it's a real toss up, and the offensive line, you know, is they're only going to go as far as those guys. Yeah, that's the if, if you guys listening out there want something to watch for in the first couple of games, definitely. Take a look at that line, see what kind of push they're getting, see what kind of efficiency Michigan State is able to work out on the ground. Uh, last question here. Brian Lewerke, I gotta, I can't let you get out of here without asking about the quarterback. What do you expect sure. from him this season? Um, you know, I would imagine closer to 2017 form, things are changed for him. Uh, I've noticed a lot of just maturity, some growth, leadership improvements, things like that. What are you expecting this season uh, out of Brian Lewerke? Yeah, I think uh, I think it will be. I don't I don't know if his highs will be as high as 2017, but I don't think he'll reach those lows of 2018. I think he'll sort of settle out somewhere in the middle ish, um, you know, upper half of that of that spectrum. Um, if that makes any sense, you know, I don't know if at the end of the day it'll it'll be as celebrated and everything as 2017 was. And I guess a lot of that probably was because he was new at the time and it was exciting and he was young, um, you know, so it was like the beginning of something big, you thought. But um, I think he will – I think he'll be better. I think he'll be an above-average quarterback, um, capable enough of winning you every single game. Um, you know, he, I want to see how much he can improve his accuracy, and I think everybody wants to see him use his legs more because um, he got away from that last year. But I still, you know – I know a lot of people lost faith in him last year, and you know that's your prerogative. But um, he's, he's there's no question he's still the best option at quarterback they have on that team. Um, when he's been at his best, he's been far and beyond better than Rocky or anybody else that we've seen in game action. Um, so I think he'll have a pretty good year. I, I don't know, like I said, if he'll end up as celebrated as 2017 was, or even if he'll match all those numbers, um, especially probably the rushing total. I don't know. But uh, I think he'll be good. He'll be good enough for them to win a Big Ten championship. I, I'm not concerned about that. I have, uh, I'm, I've got a faith that he'll uh, at least perform at a level within his role that would allow them to win the Big Ten. Again, not to keep hammering on it, but it, it all comes back to the offensive line for me, and that'll you know play a lot into his numbers and his performance. Yeah, but um, for sure, I think he'll be fine. All right. Well, we had an off season. Long off season, a lot of questions that went mostly unanswered. And Friday night, we should start to, at the very least, get some of the answers, some beginnings of the answers, I guess. I'm with you, though. I think a lot of things are going to kind of run into a few weeks here. The running backs, the line, the scheme, different things that we're looking for answers for. I think it's going to take some time. But 
We'll be covering a football game in just a few days, so that is better than practice. That is better than media day. That is better than a spring game. Steven, thanks so much for joining the show. He's Steven Brooks, 247sports.com. Uh, thanks again for joining the show, and we'll catch up with you down the road, all right? Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me on. Okay, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks so much to Stephen Brooks of 247sports.com. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with a similar type episode, but a different expert. Uh, either Matt Hepner from The Only Colors or Colton Pouncey from The Athletic. One of the two. Uh, I got to try to lock in a time here uh, with Colton if I can do that. So one of those two will be on. The other one will be on the day after that. And then I will be connecting with a writer from Tulsa to talk about uh, Michigan State's first opponent as we shift from this sort of uh, longer view, you know, season preview of the first few games here that, are, that we're doing right now, and we'll shift to Tulsa specifics, and we'll start talking about, on Thursday, we'll start talking about things Tulsa does, how they run their offense, their stats, returning guys, um, we'll get into the nitty gritty on Thursday and Friday. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode uh, again, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. If you want to check out my work this week, spartanswire.usatoday.com. I'll have uh, college football picks. Uh, I've got an, I analyzed Michigan State's uh, point spread against Tulsa the first uh, first game of the year. So I did that yesterday. That's up there right now. Uh, I, I'll do that every single week. I'll do picks every single week, and we'll have a bunch of stuff throughout the week, written content, in addition to the the work here that I'm doing with Locked On Spartan. So my stuff will be all over the place. Football is just a few days away. We're going to continue with this, uh, continue rolling on here, continue this train. I don't know. I'm just tossing cliches out there. But we'll be back tomorrow with plenty of Michigan State content for you. So hope to... Have you tune in tomorrow to another episode of Locked on Spartans. We will see you then.